We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes beyond the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. I'm your host, David Cameo, and I'm joined by Cosmom09, Rachel Burt, Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget, ko-fi.com slash punkybrewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R. Thank you for joining us on this lovely, lovely Monday night live stream talking about the Walking Dead Dead Cities series premiere episode titled Old Acquaintances. I can never spell that word for the life of me, and I'm learning. I'm learning. I'm growing. That's why we have autocorrect. Yeah, you'd think. <laughs> anyway, because of the way the recording schedule goes out, I want to release the podcast for Fear of the Walking Dead's mid-season finale, which we recorded yesterday. If you followed us on ko-fi.com slash Dead or patreon.com slash Dead, you would have been in the recording studio like Jasmine and Mitchell were for a brief period of time at the very least. So I yeah, want to release that, that podcast before the Dead City podcast. So those podcasts, those audio podcasts are not going to go out for a little while in the interest of getting fear wrapped up and then starting off with Dead City. So the first two Dead City podcasts might be a little closer together than I'm comfortable with, but we'll see. We're going to take it day by day. We were all concerned when we watched this episode that there's so many trigger warnings <laughs> that we gave you along the your, the watch of our own <laughs> this episode. This is true. So I wanted yeah. to know how you felt. First of all, let us know about the trigger warning part of it, but then also let us know what your overall impressions are. Okay. My friends love me and I did get <laughs> some warnings ahead of time, things I should watch out for and maybe when to close my eyes type of things. And I did very, very much appreciate that. I was actually able to get two watches of this episode in today. I want, wow. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm impressed. She just finished before yeah, we got on too. <laughs> so funny. I, I did. I like was watching the last like three minutes when I got on here. I love Fear the Walking Dead. Let me just start by saying that. But there's just something about The Walking Dead. This to me, even though it's not my favorite character, still in my heart is like part of like the main show. And so just watching it feels a little different to me. I did go into this episode very apprehensive Guarded? maybe. It would be a good way to it's a better describe word, yeah. how I felt. I expected to hate this, honestly. I did not expect to like it at all. But I texted the ladies here as soon as it was done. You know what, fucker? I, I liked it. I really did. Mm. I liked it. And now I'm going to go back to what we just said a second ago. The writing between this show and so far what we've seen on Fear is night and freaking day. And it was so refreshing, right? Because it's To more like visual, watch right? a show with such beautiful writing. Oh my gosh, they just let the scenes play out. They didn't over-explain everything that was happening. Mm -hmm. We got to meet these new characters and figure out who they were based on what we were seeing and not what we are being told. There was, was so much so less refreshing. dialogue. Scenes they didn't treat us like idiots. Yes! They didn't treat us like idiots. Like we couldn't figure yes. out a scene on our own. And this whole time watching Fear the Walking Dead, I'm like, I, I was agreeing you know, with the writing choices and everything, but it's like it, it almost took watching this episode for it to really sink in, like just how bad it was by comparison, even. <laughs> you, know I mean? you mean you mean to use the word lackluster, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So this is a very long-winded way for me to say that I I did really enjoy this first episode. And are you apologizing? Really it sounds like you're almost apologizing for liking go. it. <laughs> it's like I really I kind I really did like this episode. I do, yeah. Like I kind of feel guilty for liking it. I turned away at 22 minutes. <laughs> And I still did. I did not watch either time. I had to, I had to like, turn away. I couldn't, like muted I couldn't the do it. Picture. <laughs> yeah. No, I had to like, like turn my yes, face I muted away. I the and, picture like, with my eyelids. <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, my ear lids. Yep, I did that. (laughs) (laughs) My ear lids? (laughs) I wanted to ask this question before we continue with impressions. And that was, first of all, everybody in the chat saying, yes, love it. You're dead on right with the show, don't tell, et cetera. Mm -hmm. The writing, et cetera. But the one question I wanted to ask was, was there in some way (laughs) a a little bit more sympathy for Maggie in in this episode as a result of kind of some watching some of those more visual scenes where, you know, she's crying out in silence and because over the course of time, I have been checking in with you on whether or not you feel something for Maggie since she returned. I can sympathize with Maggie in this episode from a mother's perspective. I would be reeling if I were in her position as well. I mean, I would be absolutely freaking out. That first scene where she just like bashes that walker in, which by the way, reminded me very much of the well walker that almost killed Glenn in season two. I wrote that too. It reminded me of Negan. Yeah, and the way bashing. he bashed in heads. Oh yeah, I had but, that was but my the well walker was first. Yeah, but just the way she like unleashed that fury, I I'm like yeah. I get it, girl. I get it. Yep. She unleashed the furries. Somebody want to read? The furry. Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> Shauna saying Maggie having to relive the whistle. Yeah, honestly, Shauna, hearing Maggie do the whistle choked me up. I was immediately just went, <gasps> it made me gag a little bit. Thomas says the whistle callback was amazingly perfect. Such great writing. Yes. Beautiful writing. Su- such great whistle. Shauna says having her loved one once again taken by someone who does that. Yeah. Hearing the whistle and then losing a loved one. Right. Takira says, I actually loved the first scene. She's says Lauren performed start that scene perfectly. Yes, she did. And, and Sean is like, Herschel. freaking Herschel, Shauna what the hell? Says, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. what, what is, oh what's God. wrong with Herschel? Kara says, oh, he's a, he's a badass, just like his dad. Oh, I got such Glenn vibes at the end, too. And yep. his mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's mm-hmm. pretty badass. Yeah, they're she both is. a bunch of badasses. That end scene reminded me specifically of when Glenn was tied up in governor's governor. mm. torture room, though. That that was which in all fairness maggie was as well but just kind of the way i don't it just reminded me more of glenn and they were both equally powerless like, i'm not telling you shit <laughs> uh-huh. okay well i'm gonna bash your face in okay well then here we go <laughs> no i mean he was taken made so she's okay she's upset that herschel was taken oh. <laughs> and she's saying freaking herschel yeah. like how dare you take freaking herschel not freaking herschel yeah. is to blame for being taken <laughs> which is how it sounded like at first sorry shot <laughs> <laughs> This is the third time you think he would have learned something by now. Some escape (laughs) tactics or something. Right. He's got to go through his hazing period. (laughs) I don't know. And we got a sense of time passing with his age. Similar to fear. (laughs) We don't know how much. (laughs) It's not not explicitly said. Oh, no. And that that is the difference. No, they slapped us in the face with seven years. They slapped us in the face with seven years several times. No, we're talking about Dead City, though. We don't know really how much oh, yeah. time has passed. That's that's what I'm talking about. No, no. They said it was- But we can infer. A few years or a couple years? It is two years two after the three. end of The Walking Dead. At the end of The Walking Dead, really? we had the one-year time jump. I guess I would have guessed longer. Okay. This is two years after that. After that. After the very end of The Walking Dead, right. So, so three, three years, years if you don't count the very- Herschel last. Right. And you know, if you, if you don't count that little one-year time jump blurb <laughs> they had at the end of The Walking Dead, it's three years. Right. Shauna says it's like dog years and fear the fucking dead. <laughs> Something I should have said in the last episode was the apocalypse makes things accelerated. We didn't think aging, but we thought, well, I mean, it could be. But, you know, people, relationships accelerate, attitudes accelerate, maturity accelerates. People get mature really fast. People get their periods at five years old. Anyway. I really enjoyed it. And 
as Rachel said, the contrast in writing was different night and day. Thomas just thrown in the chat. I'm surprised that Negan didn't say, Maggie, that's your son that you had with Glenn a few years back. Like, that's the kind of like stuff you fear. Ago. fear. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So dumb. Anyway, <laughs> thank you, Thomas. That made me laugh. Make makes note to edit that out. No, okay, when I watch Walking Dead, right, I get sucked into like I'm so excited and obsessed over this, and I've got to know more. I'm like looking for for more, and I want to go back and rewatch the episodes, and I get like really invested, and and then I'm like looking online for like merchandise, and I get hyper fixated. But when I watch Fear, I don't feel that way. <laughs> I don't feel as much that way. You know, I hate that. I'm comparing it but we literally just talked about it yesterday so that's why yeah it's fresh very unfair <laughs> the color palette is nice it's just different I'm really excited to see where this is gonna go in such a short period of time because there's only six episodes it's nice to see a city because it, it creates some new elements that we haven't been able to see before especially being New York you know you think New York you think of me rats oh. <laughs> and cockroaches you think of David and Thomas <laughs> and then Dave <laughs> Rats, Rats, cockroaches, cockroaches and Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, the whole time I'm I'm watching it, I'm thinking like, I bet Dave knows where that is. I bet Dave is gonna have something to say about that. I bet Dave's gonna say something about that. I bet Dave has seen the Statue of Liberty, <laughs> even the stuff in New Jersey. I I know. I so. went to New York and I didn't see the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> it's a classic story. I was in New York City and I didn't. I didn't even eat pizza except for Stone <gasps> Boy Pizza. That's worse than not seeing. Yeah, don't even the mention the Statue it. of Liberty. Let's edit that out. I had so much pizza. I think I ate my body weight in pizza when I was in New York. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'll just have to go back for New York Comic Con. That'll be like, yeah, why not? Ooh. Yeah. Fun. I only kind of half-ass watched it the first time. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So then today I went back and, and watched it again. And I was like, damn, this this is really good. I love the color palette. I love the framing and I love the shots. I love Maggie's new look. Damn, she is just a badass. Again, as everybody else has said, the writing difference is just there's nothing for me to make fun of <laughs> in fear I, I can make fun of a million things there was like literally nothing for me to make fun of in this show come on not even like the zipline scene at near the end god what did you think no. was gonna happen uh, of course the zipline's no, gonna go awesome. down so you could cut it okay i don't care it's fine. well the dude you know he wasn't thinking straight he he'd been tortured and shit stop being me yeah <laughs> So, yeah, now we're the defensive ones, Dave. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> you know, I'm in the Walking Dead universe, but I've always been more invested in fear. But right now, this is way better. Sorry, fear. <laughs> this is way Sorry, Jenna. So Except, for June. Except for June. Except Sorry. for June. June I'm, is still number one. But I'm shooketh. Maggie is a close fucking second to, to June, man. She's she's kicking ass. And oh my God. Ooh, the title sequence. It was awesome. Oh, yeah. so cool. So yeah, why don't we really start with cool. that? I, I literally wrote down every single cut, which is not to say I'm going to talk about <laughs> it or anything. I just kind of wanted it for my oh, memory. Thomas. <laughs> Thomas. He said, I think Sarah and Wendell took that zip line. Oh. oh, 20 stories, two for oh. one sale, brother and sister. Shame. Shame. <laughs> he says it in uh, Croatian, by the way. I actually looked it up. Was that the last thing he said? I was wondering what it, what the last thing he said was. Yeah, aksteta, which means uh, what a shame in, in Croatian. Oh. So was, yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, you kind of knew that's what he was saying, but it's confirmation. But anyway, I, let me backtrack on that. Just one more little factoid I'm just going to throw out there. We're never going to touch again. But uh, in the captions, uh, he refers to the guy behind him. You know, when he when he comes in and he's 
threatening or whatever he's yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. a little monologuing to Herschel, <laughs> like a villain often does, which you don't really get to see as much in this universe anymore. But the guy is called Buraz Underling, and Buraz means brother. It's like a formal way of calling somebody brother in Croatian. Mm. Otherwise, it's like Brat. Brat is like the slang for that. Like Bratva, like an arrow. Bratva is the brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody Brats. watches Arrow. I've had those. So the group might be called the Buras or the uh, maybe the Buras gang or something like that. <laughs> I almost got my keyboard all wet. <laughs> Thomas saying, oh, you see plenty of monologues in Fear the Walking Dead? Yeah. No, Bridget. I mean, Thomas is funny, yeah, but no, Bridget you. almost made me spit take. Well, I, did I miss that? Brat? I don't remember. Sorry. Yeah, she, yeah yes. I've had She's those. like, I've had those. <laughs> <laughs> brats oh you're in you're in wisconsin now i'm in wisconsin oh. right now but you have to say it right you have to say brats kind of like brats. no that's illinois dave it's the same general region come say that here you know what new york city is the same as jersey dave <laughs> first of all there's no geography much dave Eh, listen, (laughs) nobody believes you. Dave's from Jersey, so that's not insulting to him. He's like, yeah, Jersey's great. I was burning. I was burning New York. (laughs) I was burning New York. This is how we talk in New York. Aiden throwing out a Better Call Saul reference says they took the zip line to Belize. Oh, Oh, there he is. Hey, Aiden. Aiden. (laughs) No, no. Just no, Aiden. No. Unfortunately, too bad for that guy. Obviously, I liked it. There's a lot of things about this episode you can like. There's a lot of unanswered questions, which I love. Meaning... Things that happen visually, not via dialogue, that are shown. And if you're not carefully watching, you could be like, oh, well, whatever. What was that? Who cares? But some things like the address that Pearlie is looking at. Mm-hmm. It's the Oliver Street address in the Two Bridges section in Manhattan. It's right near Worth <laughs> Street, kind of near Chambers Street. Very cool. What's significant about that is you don't even need the number for that street because that street is only two blocks long in Lower Manhattan. Is this right here? Okay. Mariner's Temple Baptist Church. This is Oliver Street right here. This small street in Lower Manhattan. So we don't know what that is. The name on the address is Lowell. I couldn't make out the first name. Armstrong. L-O-E-L. I guess we'll find out more. This I drew an arrow to show, show you that it's a one-way street. <laughs> Oh, and, okay. And it's only two blocks long. That's Oliver Street right here. Madison Street. Madison Street. Madison and Street. <laughs> Worth God, Street. And, please and no. It's, oh, yeah, look, this is, there's, a pe- there's two pizza places right within walking distance. <laughs> <laughs> this area is called Two Bridges because it's right near the Manhattan Bridge right here and the Brooklyn Bridge right here. And it's kind of near Chinatown around here. So if you are a New Yorker, if you've ever been to New York, you have kind of like a mental picture where some of these <laughs> things are and what they might look like pre-apocalypse. <laughs> Shauna wants to know, do you think the walkers only follow the one, the roads one way? Yeah. Yeah. And actually that would be hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, why don't we go to that shot? So when, when Maggie in the beginning is, is having her moment, obviously, but also one of the behaviors that she noticed right away, which I thought was hilarious was as she's looking across the Hudson, because she's, she's on the Jersey side. Let's give you a little visual. You see like all these walkers, this herd of walkers going up the West side highway, like near battery park, probably kind of near the statue of Liberty, but they're all going in, in orderly fashion down in one way on the West side highway. I just thought that was really cool. I, I didn't think of New York city as sort of a, Oh, they're all 
just going to be doing their own thing in the middle of Manhattan. Like, no, but what if a, they all kind of herd together and go in one direction if there's no noise, right? There is a car actively encouraging them to become Later on, yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that a callback to? Maybe that car is the reason that they're going... They're going around the outskirts, right? Yeah. If they're walking around the shoreline, then they're probably going all the way around Manhattan. Conceivably. Conceivably, yeah. So the car could be going through the streets and gathering up by the day and leading them out to the outer edges. And that would serve as kind of like a buffer for people trying to get on the island if they had to go through this wall of walkers that were just continually circling the outside of the island. Right. Imagine if there was all, like most, if not all, or most of like the residents of New York City is just this walking herd continuous walking herd, never ending walking herd with no gaps around the city. That's crazy. It's like a force Sorry, field. Thomas, I'm not from New York. <laughs> Us Southern bumpkins don't know anything about New York City. <laughs> this salsa's from New York City? <laughs> it's N-O-O York City. New York City. <laughs> Yeehaw! <laughs> Anyway, Maggie, Negan, and the other dude. John was the kid that they take, the junior marshal. Of course, you have that cockroach scene. You see the herd coming. And then before that, you see that little truck that is saying, that is, oh, thank you for tipping us. So we got a little animation of of Nicholas saying thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Someone tipped us. I think it's Lois. It's always Lois when it says someone tipped us. Sneaky Lois. Thank you. Lois. Thank you, Lois. Of course Thank it's Lois. You. So that truck that has the music is a callback to a tactic the saviors used. They called it the fat lady. And so it was the Croatian version and I should have gotten the music for it, but I didn't. I got a lot of things for this episode, but I didn't get this music. It was extremely distorted too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the bar music in the beginning, I was trying to get the music for that as well. I, I didn't know what that was offhand. AMC didn't want to pay big time music royalties. So they just, I, they still <laughs> probably shit did. Up and stuck so. it on there. They don't want to get sued again. I mean, I'm down with it. They, they put all that money into individuals, so I'm all good with that. <laughs> <laughs> again, we're getting little tiny callbacks to the saviors, the saviors as a concept. And so you start to get the feeling that who has the run of the city? And is this why New Babylon hasn't stretched out to Manhattan, let's say? I don't know. Why would they want to? Because there's plenty of available land. What is it about Manhattan that would make New Babylon want to stretch into Manhattan? Because there's nothing there for them resource-wise other than whatever they've scavenged there on the island and it's the danger involved with having to trying to take out all the walkers on the island would that be worth the very little bit of resources that you would get from it that's a very interesting question that might have already an answer one is that they may have already tried because two the whole idea of tranquilitas ordinus it's on their crest the new babylon federation crest tranquilitas ordinus he does touch on this a little bit but it means the tranquility of order the roman catholic tradition of just war theory now the united States and basically some of the Western powers have adopted of themselves a modern version of tranquilitas ordinus. What that means is it's a way of getting like-minded countries together in order to impose a framework of divine order to bring about a sort of not heaven on earth, but a divine order of things in order to have just peace. It's the justification of war in order to create a peacetime and install a moral framework and ideally across the 
world, there, it, there, it is a movement of politics. So the idea is if we can get as much land as possible, as many communities or peoples or organized peoples into this principle, we can actually reestablish the world order based on a religious framework. That's what the new Babylon Federation is, is operating under. It's less about resources like the saviors were than it is about let's reestablish the world. And as long as we're starting from scratch, let's impose that new framework. Unless you see people as a resource, right? But again, why would you try to push into one of the most dangerous, difficult to get to areas first? Why wouldn't you go around and hell build a buffer state around it? Because you can sur- not surround Manhattan, but you can, you know, the land side, you can surround it. And then the other side, you ocean, so not. why wouldn't you do that? And, and because of what you just said, maybe they tried to go into Manhattan. I'm just saying, I don't see why they would choose that first. I'm thinking that might be part of the reason why Pearlie has that address for Lowell Armstrong. So a brother, sister, I don't know. You don't know what it is. But it might also be the fact that they're in New Jersey, the fact that they may be trying to circle Manhattan to eventually recapture it. Maybe their big enemy is the Croat and the Buras or whatever. Or just turn it into a escape from New York and just make that the prison <laughs> colony and ship all your undesirables over there. And then the Croat can Ooh. deal with them and have his own little fucking kingdom in there. You but know, I, I mean, I guess it's the moral thing because Pearlie's way too moral for that shit. See, but I'm, I'm starting to get the idea that it's hard to tell on the series who the good guy and the bad guy is, even when it comes down to Maggie and Egan. You have this baked in idea that, oh, maybe the Marshals are all about a moral good, but maybe they're a chaotic moral good. Maybe they are all about imposing this tranquilitas ordinus, just war theory, meaning I can do bad things for good. We've said this a lot in all the series. You got to do bad to do good. What uh, World Beyond, was one of, that was one of the things Huck said a lot. So it's starting to look like who is the good guy and who is the bad guy? Obviously, the Croat, he even has his own version of a Negan lean <laughs> when he's talking to Herschel. And maybe it goes to what Negan said. Maybe everybody sucks. Maybe everybody is the bad guy, you know, and it's it's just a matter of perspective. I'm actually curious to see how far this idea of tranquilitas ordinus, how far they're going to go with this idea, because it's very possible that that's their single mode of failure. And this is not a strange thing that we've seen. We've seen across time, let's say Christian missionaries going into native populations to try to do whatever they do, let's just say, against all logic and all sense. And they and most of them end up getting killed because of a culture clash. And it's kind of like the prime directive. They're violating the prime directive because they're not civilized enough or, or advanced enough, that's the right word, to be able to communicate with us on a level that won't give them culture shock, let's say. You're saying they're trying to build a new Puritan society. Let's say theocracy. On sure. the coast. Yeah. yeah. A, a form of theocracy. No drinking, no drugs, no whoredom. That's what got that woman killed. I think we covered as much as we could with Tranquilitas Ordinus. Please stop talking about it, Dave. Sorry? <laughs> I said, please stop talking about it. Yeah, we got it. Everybody's very we uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed. Especially the Christians in the room. <laughs> No, not that. This is bad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, everybody, write in. Where's David Carranza? David Carranza, what did you think about Trinkles? I loved it. Yeah. Dang, I could always count on you. Cra- Where are you? Carranza's you always here. in your corner. Where is Carranza? <laughs> okay, before we totally leave that scene, though, I just want to bring up when Marshall Armstrong is describing what Negan did. And he's like, we had these people lined up and he bashed somebody over the head. This was in the bar. In my mind, I'm going, um, actually, he did it twice. Let's not forget about Abe. <laughs> yeah, no, let's forget it. It's fine. No, let's no, let's not forget about <laughs> Abe. 
And Sasha was there. So like that happened. That was a thing too. But you know what? That's actually kind of telling because the fact that he would say that his emphasis was a pregnant woman. And I keep going back to this idea of theocracy on earth that sort of let's establish a moral, (laughs) a religious framework on earth. I can't stop thinking about it ever since I I read it. Okay. What? What? Please stop stop thinking about it, Dave. Sorry. sorry. Here's what's happening. This is the Matchbox 20 of conversations. You start singing the song and it's all you can think about. You know I just can't hear you. Stop. I just got it out of my head. I will. will. Give me give me Santana up Thomas instead, please. Please. (laughs) You're gonna have to call on the Lord to step in. I guess they already made Sharon's area rain to step. <laughs> to stop her. Right now. <laughs> so. Lord sent a sign to tell you to stop talking about this by getting kicking <laughs> off Sharendy. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> no, but that's his focus. It's fo- you should be affected by this because a pregnant lady's husband got murdered in front of her. So, and she's telling this to people who gamble, uh, alcohol, drugs, and whoring. The offenses that he lists off right before he throws Michelle Hurd's character into the walkers. Let's talk about Michelle Hurd. Have you heard? It's Michelle Hurd. Have you heard? It's she Michelle was in Star Hurd. Trek Picard. She was on both. Yes, yes. Among other things, David. Meaning in nuptials with Garrett Dillahunt. I'll have you know that she is most famous for being in an episode of Charmed. (laughs) I couldn't wait to bring this up. That's fine. So excited. (laughs) Takira's like, where you at? Gotcha. Got him. Where you at? (laughs) Takira's like, got him. She played Katya in Little Box of Horrors. <laughs> Thank you. Little Box of Horrors? Horrors. It was a, a, Horrors? a charmed episode. Anyway. Oh. She was also in Raising Hope, which I knew that Sharon D would love. And great. Oh, she's back. yes. Yeah. I knew yes. it. Yeah. She was also on an episode of Bones. That was she was on I an episode of Bones. But who wasn't she's on an episode of Bones? She's in a ton of procedurals. Like, uh, a me. ton. I was not. But she's actually most famous for being Monique on Jeffries charmed. in... <laughs> <laughs> on charm. Uh, Monique <laughs> Jeffries and Law and Order SVU, baby. Yes. Okay. I knew I saw her like more and more recurring. Yeah, more recurring girls. She was on yeah. um, that show Blind Spot. She was in Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, she was in Jessica Jones for an episode. She's oh. all over the place. Okay. okay. She's all okay. over the place. Okay. And yet she like died in this episode. <laughs> I was I so know. sad. Garrett Dillon got so like sad, two seasons, <laughs> two or three seasons, and uh, she got two seconds. Can I have boot knives? <laughs> Is what I Maggie's boot knives? Please. I want Maggie's awesome. boots yes. so bad. I, I want that in my life. You know, those boot knives so fail cool. more than you think. And in the most look, spectacular here, way. I don't care, Dave. I don't care. They look awesome. I just want to accidentally cut so myself cool. with so my bad. boot. So like, no, you're like trying, to scra- <laughs> like trying to scratch the back of your leg. And then you're like, ah, fuck. Yeah. Ah, shit, I went through my leg. Ah, Told you. Fails more often. Now I have, now, now I have caprice. <laughs> but yeah, but Dave, it was really cool. Why don't you understand me? No, They were so cool when I did it, when I stabbed myself. Right. How's that working? out for you well they had to cut the leg off <laughs> we don't have advanced Looked surgery really cool. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> right up until i cut myself right right up until i impaled myself on it yeah but i looked so cool before that yeah i could shave my legs with the back of my <laughs> <gasps> i'm still gonna go on this tangent just a little bit not necessarily to but <laughs> when you look at negan's charges killing a magistrate and four others and you look at Negan and he says it's not what they say is what he says mm-hmm. to Maggie. I'm asking all of you and the chat is your instinct to believe Negan? Yes. Over the marshals. 
well, yes. why would he lie to Maggie? She already knows the worst of him. Why would he feel the need? Oh, no, I'm not a... I wouldn't do anything like that now. No, she knows fucking better than that. That's why she went and got him to help. So okay. I don't feel like that at all. Now, this is a two-parter. If it was the case that the marshals were responsible for whatever fate befell Annie and her kid, now do you believe maybe what the marshals say? Well, I guess that would depend on your perspective. Negan's perspective is different than theirs. Negan's perspective, right. if they did something to hurt Annie and his kid, then he'd be perfectly justified in murder. It wouldn't be murdering in cold blood. He'd be getting revenge. Right. So no, it wouldn't be the, what the marshals are saying. Right. And isn't it interesting how the show is in a new way bringing us the concept of remember what they were saying about Negan some of the showrunners were saying about Negan at the time had we started Negan out on from his perspective it would have been a whole we would have sided with him and here we are automatically siding with him automatically he isn't the bad guy but maybe well, by the end of this we might find ourselves in a, in a spot where well we don't really know but obviously we're, we're with Rick I mean Negan in this instance we've always said like Negan's a lot of things you might not like him but he's not a liar he's never right. lied well I don't think it's about lying well you're asking if we believe him the alternative is he's lying and we don't believe him mm. okay okay I also want to say it's been 12 years since well I mean what say nine years since that shit went down and he's experienced a lot in that nine years and I'm sorry but the experiences that he's had will change people in their perspective and how they think about things yeah he was a piece of shit back in season seven and eight but maybe he did learn something he did change people can change it does happen especially in the kind of world of the apocalypse look at how Maggie's changed and you can't make up for the things you've done he's done it it happened but it was that was before does he still have the capability of being that person in the right circumstances sure but is he that person right now I don't think well, so. yeah, it depends on your standard and if your standard is T.O. <laughs> he's not in a place of power anymore when he was Negan right. he was in a place of power he's not that person anymore he doesn't have that base should he perhaps get that base again maybe especially if Annie and his kid are dead right right and yeah and you you kind of don't know how, what to make of it by the way because you want to sympathize with him you obviously do that's how we start the series Takira had said yeah it probably isn't the way they describe it <laughs> and it probably doesn't matter because when Pearlie Armstrong tells the punishment to Michelle Hurd's character that is vicious it's a far cry from what is the thing when they give you the death penalty it has to be painless anyway you're supposed to put down prisoners that get the death penalty in a painless fashion they hung people right at their border and displayed them if hanging is done properly it is supposed to be painless and well, even pearly mentions that that's the least of it and that's that's what the least of what now one, hanging him upside down and cutting him in half that's not painless <laughs> from groin to head alive and slowly right uh, yes yeah. that was my point that's, that's not With, painless which does challenges your perceptions on who the good guys are and who the bad guys are too it keeps pushing you to and fro i like that i don't know who what's going on here i mean one of the things we love about these shows is that it's it's ultimately everybody's gray better call Saul and breaking bad in game right. of thrones everybody's gray you don't have good good guys and bad guys it's all perspective and it's it's all a gray area everybody has good and bad in them it's not as comic book as you know like your superheroes superheroes you got your good guys and your bad guys this is yeah. a very gray area yeah and as long as the show can keep you on a track because if you are stumbling about trying to I mean, similar to the the conversation about logistics and and in, in time the passage of time so too is we have to be able to glom ourselves onto a at least as a guide to say let's say Negan and Maggie okay we're following their journey their journey is just enough for me to want to follow them and so we do so far so good but I still have the voice of Rachel in my head saying I just want my good guys to be good my bad guys to be bad so <laughs> they are gonna have to in some way give us a little glimmer of who 
just tell me who I should root for. <laughs> just and who well, I should go. Boo! We don't like you. Croat bad. You How know, do we know? Negan good. What if they're the best of a bad situation too? Um, did you see the guy that was running across the rooftop? They were like slicing him up. That's remember bad. when that, remember when we were we bad. thought that was a walker, like a variant in the teaser. Fair enough. It was oh. just like a, a couple frames, but that was one of the dudes we thought. Oh my god, he's <laughs> it's a uh, what did we, what do you call it? A uh, parkour. It's a parkour variant. Oh, <laughs> do you remember? It? All I can see was Michael Scott doing parkour, parkour. in the office. <laughs> <laughs> Cure the gif in the anyway. What? <laughs> Mario says the craw is great. I have such high hopes with the character. I do t- I love the actor. I don't I remember do his Croatian yes. name. Yes. <laughs> He's he's the ultimate that guy. Yeah, yeah he is. Mm-hmm. He is the that guy. And mm-hmm. you know what? I, I love when he, I'm just going to show this to you. No podcast audience is not going to be able to understand. I mean, I love the way he looks at Herschel. He kind of looks at him askew. He kind of tilts his head like this and he, to the right, cocks it this way. Super then he, creepy. Then he, then he cocks it that way. Then he does a little Negan lean, <laughs> looks at him this way. <laughs> it, but it's just so smooth and he's talking all throughout. It, he's just such a great actor. Eh, you're going to zip you, line. Thank you, Thomas. Thank what? you. It's it's Jif. Gift, not GIF, not right, Thomas? GIF. Right. It's a gift, dude. Gift. Anyway, Thomas GIF. says, T.O. referring to me, no, <laughs> Sean is saying, not for the most of my life here in Florida. I think f- they finally quit using old Sparky in my left eye. I have no idea what this is referring to. But anybody else? Uh, the electric the chair. The electric That's the chair. electric chair in ah, okay. Florida. I'm not familiar with the term. <laughs> really? Hall <laughs> ass? That's its name. Old Ted Bundy <laughs> old got Sparky a ride guy. on old Sparky. Must be a mm-hmm. Southern thing. Even I knew that. <laughs> just kidding. I just, I don't know why I thought of like a, a dog. <laughs> Stupid. Old Yeller. Old Yell. Exactly. Old Sparky. I'm like, oh, what a good dog. <laughs> Arguably very mean. Thomas says we can all agree that Herschel Jr. is a douchebag. I hate you and love you, Thomas. What? Herschel Jr. <laughs> looks just like a little brown hair. Uh, Ricky Schroeder. Ricky Schroeder. Just put some brown hair on him and he looks just like Ricky Schroeder. Every Who's time Ricky I look at it, that's all I can think about when I'm watching it. He was in Silver Spoons. Oh, oh right. My mom just said Rick that she's like, yeah. I don't he, think he's he looks called anything. Rick Schroeder. I don't, I don't see that he at all. He likes Rick Schroeder. <laughs> Dave, it's graphical interface, not graphical interface. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Heather, Heather says cruel and unusual <laughs> punishment. But that's the term. Oh, I thought you were trying to think of the opposite. Oh, I thought opposite. you were trying to say the opposite. Yeah, oh, me too. <laughs> I was trying to say it's a far cry from cruel and unusual punishment. Getting, you know, uh, gutting, or sorry, sawing someone from <laughs> from crotch to, okay. to neck. Let's take a moment to look at this. I took, uh, I went to Google Maps to actually look at Peter's Crab and Steakhouse, the Chinese Seafood Boil and Steak Grill in New Jersey, 732 mm-hmm. It's out of business, so I can give you this number. But also the Easy Stay Motel is called the Holmdale Motor Inn and it literally it looks like it's out of a scene from the show pretty cool this is all filmed right here the the motel uh in the middle and the sports bar <laughs> the office here the, the sports that. bar on the right it's exactly the way it was filmed oh, yeah that's awesome except uh i noticed that hbo sign is missing from, <laughs> from the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's missing that on the in the yeah. show, right? Yeah. In the episode. Yeah, I think it took some liberties. The Motor Inn is actually in existence. Peter's has been closed down, though. So that's why they were able to do whatever they w- were able to do. So I really would like to talk about the intro. The title sequence? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we talked about the pre-show portion, right, Maggie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the about. opening scene, right. <laughs> that's as far as we've gotten. <laughs> I loved it. I know, I know. We're <laughs> off the rails. Oh. Dave keeps going into long soliloquies about... <laughs> about so more 
about tranquility's ordinance. Uh, tranquility. Oh, so, oh <laughs> yeah. my gosh. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so on the poster. So pro prohibition for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Actually. So more about tranquility's. Just kidding. Go no, ahead. Go <laughs> the, the title no. sequence. I'm asleep. Let's start with impressions on the title sequence. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Told the story of the New York. apocalypse. Yeah. 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 And I loved that it began with the eye opening. Like Just the like. That was awesome. It was, cool. it was great. Just like on the revamped title sequence for The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. in a sense. We had the bicycle girl clone. Sort of. Crawling, yeah. In, crawling across the. In Central Park. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. By Central the fountain. Park. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Central mm-hmm. Park fountain. That's right. The not friends fountain. Yeah. Yeah. No, the not friends fountain. It's not That's the right. same fountain. Just like the fact that that half zombie was trying to, sorry, chomper, whatever you want to call it, was, was just trying groaner. to get at the at, <laughs> groaner. That's a New Jersey slang. We don't like that. But he's groaner. going after the ravens, like, or the crows. It's Jif, by the way. <laughs> Oh, Emily, no. I hate you. I hate you. But yeah, well, kind of like the skunk walks. They just brought me back to the skunk walkers from King County, Fear the Walking Dead. I'm like, they're just, they'll just go for anything. But the skunk walkers. Speaking of that, I like the elk just roaming around Manhattan. Are there deer in Central Park? Are there deer in Manhattan? No. So I'm one. How did the deer elk get over there? I guess they swam across the river. They swam. <laughs> there because yeah, the bridges were blown up. Bridges are blown up. It's, it's a really good deer. They flew oh. in. Well, no, we have we have uh, the Central Park. I think the Central Park Zoo is still in existence, so it, it could be that there's a okay. Uh, okay. That they so I'll, I'll buy. I'll buy. I'll buy it yeah. from the Central Park Zoo. Okay. Okay. So, and who knows what else has been breeding as a result of that, too? Well, I mean, in the Last of Us, or we saw else? giraffes. So yeah, it'll be like that Last of Us scene. Yeah, but yeah. they can't do that. <laughs> it's just. You just caught up in The Last of Us. I would love to see a fucking bear or a panther just like roaming the streets of New York tearing shit up. That would be awesome. Oh, man. I hope we're not giving too much away because, wow, that would be fucking really great. Like a fucking great ape or something. I just want to see a bear fucking terrorizing some shit. That would be awesome. Well, so in this episode, and it wasn't immediately clear to me, I don't know, when I was first watching, it was really dark, but in the dry cleaning shop near the end-ish, well, one of the walkers, of course, has a plastic bag over it indicating that they probably suffocated itself before it, while they were alive. But the other one... Or someone did it to them. Good point. Jeez, going by the terms of this show, too. <laughs> the other one had a mouse eating the walker from the inside out. That was awesome. As it was going over John, I didn't know that was a tail. I thought that was something. Right? It was like, ew, it was like a, it was a rat slime tail. or something. Yeah, it was a rat Until tail. Until I heard it squeak. I heard it squeak and I was like, I heard it squeak oh. too. Oh. And then uh, you could see it. Yeah, the little the head out. Point. Yeah, his, he like spins around in the mouth and then pokes his head out. <laughs> it was so yeah. cool. Oh, yeah, 100%. It just cool. brings to mind something that was said. <laughs> I think it was Eli Jornet said it and it was um that... <laughs> Well, first of all, the roaches having supremacy, but also the rats, like, which makes me a little bit afraid. Like, well, not afraid, but like that little, sorry, that little thing that people say, oh, the rats have the run of the place. And like, excuse me, excuse me. But I guess it is post-apocalypse. So I guess maybe mm-hmm. they do. Is it New York is just barely holding on, keeping the supremacy over the rats and roaches yes. anyway, isn't it? Well, we, we, And what about all the alligators in the sewers? <laughs> you Southern people, you just want alligators to be everywhere in Jacksonville. Go Bortle. <laughs> and stuff <laughs> I say we have a healthy coexistence Jacksonville might do better if they had an alligator playing on their team I don't know I say they harness the alligators for transportation and it would solve so many problems <laughs> 
gator skiing. Can I just say, as somebody who lives here in New York, this is such a treat for me. It's literally filmed in New York for the most part. Most are recreated in New Jersey. I know that they filmed a lot in New Jersey, but just it's just pretty sweet to feel like I'm in that setting and the lights are out. By the way, it kind of reminds me of the few times that I've been alive when they've had power outages in New York City. The whole city is dark. For the most part, it's quiet, depending on where you are. If you're in Manhattan, the freezers are going bad. You're giving out ice cream in the middle of the street, which does happen. Mm -hmm. And it does go back to what the Croat says to Herschel. It does galvanize the city. And we've seen that. We've seen that in in 9-11. We've seen that across time. We've seen that during during the blackouts that we used to have. So I am sometimes curious about what this city would be like uh, under that kind of crisis. And I want to see more of that. That heartens me. When the rest of the world goes to shit and everybody is treated, treating everybody shitty, I kind of want to see New York pulled together. It's like Spider-Man when, when the guys on the Staten Island Ferry protected his identity. I think it was the Staten Island Ferry. Or no, it was the subway when he was holding the subway back mm-hmm. with his web mm-hmm. arms and stuff like that. And they were like carrying Spider-Man down. I love seeing that shit. The two little kids gave him his mask back. But and it's everything. in a movie. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Real. And you're right, Ra- you're right, Rachel. You're absolutely <laughs> right. But you know what? I'll take it. I'll take it. It's fine. That's why we love movies and TV so much more because real life sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's true. You see video yeah, of like the New York blackouts and stuff and you see people that might be lucky and still have power or have a generator or something that they set up and let people charge their phones and yeah, that happens, all that kind of actually. shit. Like, I mean, community does yeah. happen when, yeah. when shit like that goes down. And that's all they were reporting on too. It's so easy to talk about the bad shit. Like some people that threw garbage cans at the, the glass doors and trying to get all the shit. When meanwhile, people were just giving it away. The, the corner stores are giving it away there because it was going to go bad anyway. <laughs> the ice cream, the popsicles and stuff like that. Sean says, Planet of the Apes meets TWD. Next week's fan fiction, <laughs> laugh my ass. Well, next week's fan fiction might actually come true. <laughs> Walking Dead Eternal says, Roach just grossed me out completely. 100%. What did you guys I was what totally down with think? Negan. Negan was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. That would Number be my of, of the night. Nope. Yeah. Same here. I'm not used to that shit. Fuck that. Water bugs my ass. It's not a water bug. It's a roach, bitch. <laughs> anyway. I, I'm, ha- I'm having flashbacks. He's an outdoor bug. He's got his boots on. Oh, from nope. uh, Rocheritas? Anyway. You guys are making it sound like the restaurant is really gross or dirty. We were no, sitting on the really patio. Nice. It was a bug not, on the patio. We're not saying what the restaurant is. So that's, <laughs> let's no, the clear. restaurant is amazing. Just he also visited us on our patio while we were sitting outside. This is true. Yes. He came back to taunt me. In your room. Yes. On the balcony. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, Shauna says alligators aren't that dangerous. They just get taunted by idiots walking their dogs too close to the water and people feeding them their dogs. <laughs> Thomas says, you don't live in New York. You live in an uppity suburb of Brooklyn. Excuse the fuck out of me. First of all, Brooklyn is the most populous borough in New York City. And we are the best. Boom. I know that doesn't mean anything. I can say that. It doesn't mean that it's true. But you live in the... You live in the suburb of New York City. Hold on a second. You don't talk to me like that. <laughs> We're going to fight now. Uh, meanwhile, this is how we talk. Whatever. This is how we express our love. We just give each other shit. Shauna says, We're here in Florida. We just know if there's a water, stay away. The mosquitoes are the. Yes. The mosquitoes are mm. the real a holes. Mosquitoes are assholes everywhere. Yeah. We have them here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And imagine if there was no pest control anymore. Fun fact yeah. the most dangerous <laughs> animal on the planet is mosquito. 
It's responsible right. for more deaths than any other animal on the planet. Yeah, just because of uh, its reach. <laughs> By Diseases. the way, once Shauna said that, I just started scratching my ankle instinctively. <laughs> I'm serious right now. I'm like, is it on me? Is it- oh, no, there's a bump there. No, it's because you scratched yourself to death and you started turning into a walker. Okay, so she says they found the Croat to pull together. That is so New York. What, that's kind of what I was saying. What if the Croat is their mafia and that's how they pulled together? Anything is possible. Thomas says, Staten Island is where God would give the USA an enema. I always call it <laughs> the polyp of New York City. <laughs> Staten Island. Now, listen, I have nothing against Staten Island. We we like to bust your balls. Literally, you're on the way to New Jersey when we go shopping for tax-free shopping in New Jersey. I Again, nothing against you guys in Staten Island. I'm just a Brooklyn boy trying to give you shit. You can give me shit all you want with our hipsters. It's, it's fine. I'm giving it to you free of charge. Don't forget, Dave, much like that really bad Kevin Smith movie, you are a Jersey girl. It's true. Can't argue that. I was born in Brooklyn, and we immediately moved to New York, to New Jersey, northern New Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. Yeah, until I was 11. Heather says, when I moved down here, they told me they were palmetto bugs. Exactly. Exactly. They're roaches. They're roaches. You're so right. No, they're water yeah. bugs. Sh- you shut your mouth. <laughs> I won't. And Shauna says, roaches and palmetto bug and roaches are different. Agreed. They don't exist. They're just all roaches wearing different accessories. That's all. They're like trying to trick you. One's <laughs> wearing a funny hat. One is under a palmetto <laughs> grove. That's it. And one's got Palmetto bugs are like two and a half inches long yeah. and fly. Roaches yeah, fly too part. sometimes. <laughs> when they fly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's terrifying. I have a whole story about my friends and her cat and tried to catch the roach and then it flew and the cat just jumped almost out the window. <laughs> it's because it was so frightened from this flying fucking roach thing. I tried to read the blurb at the bottom of the um, wanted poster for Negan and I couldn't get all of it. All I could get was do not trust him. He'll take any action to evade justice. Something about something shaven. <laughs> Prone to extreme violence at the top and charisma do not trust him. (laughs) He's got charisma points. But that's the thing. How do they know all of this is the question. He mentions something about Ginny's origin. He found refuge in a farm and the marshals were already after him. Ginny, G-I-N-N-Y. Okay, we have another Ginny in the universe. Just dropping that out there. Ginny wanted to go with him after witnessing her father's death by people, not by walkers, not by animals. And so he was already wanted at that time too. So whatever it was, it might've been earlier on in his travels from, let's say, our group and whatever happened along the way with Annie, maybe again with the marshals. I'm not sure. I'm assuming maybe the marshals hung her dad upside down and saw him half all the way through. And that's why she freaked out. Cause that would be pretty fucking freaky to find if you found your dad hanging upside down, sawed in half. Well, yeah. But what happens to absolute power, right? In this world, going back to tranquilis, <laughs> tranquilis disordinance. <laughs> anyway, I'm not egging it on. No, no, <laughs> I, know, I realize that, but somebody has to say it. No, no, no they don't, no. but it's going to be, it's going to be May. <laughs> <laughs> Don't bring JT into this. Oh, I think it's a little too late for that. Matchbox 20, JT. Is no one safe from tranquil disorderness? Uh, <laughs> Make it stop. Pearly Armstrong. He reminds me of Emil. The way he speaks and everything. And dressed. Mm. The peculiar syntax that he has. The same. Well, that's a social contract. And we entered into that social con- that kind of thing. I don't smoke. I don't drink. And I like mm. a good hog stew. That's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With Tabasco sauce, Walter. <laughs> 
You know, though, <laughs> there's something about that, though. Do you think maybe, okay, this is going to be such a wild thought, but do you think maybe Emil was part of this order, this new Babylon Federation at some point, then just decided to go rogue out west? I think he could have been. I don't even think it existed when Emil was bounty hunting. There's a huge time description. Yeah, true. true. But maybe they, they started early. I mean, look, it, assuming that they lasted as long as they did in terms of trying to establish some sort of order, to be able to do what they're doing, they've had to have existed at least for a while, maybe a few years at least. So I guess it's in the realm of possibility. I mean, they look exact in terms of the dress. They look exactly alike. Would you? Wouldn't you say? They're a very similar look. Yes, but I. I wonder if that's just like the. This is the bounty hunter starter pack. <laughs> the cosplay. <laughs> you get a leather duster. <laughs> You get a hat. We all went to Spirit Halloween and picked out the I same outfit. Literally going to say that. We raided a Spirit Halloween and decided, hey, that's what I am now. Yep. I'm a bounty hunter. I'm a marshal. Want to fight? We're the same. What does the costume say? Douchebag who wants to be a cowboy. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Tranquil is Ardenis. <sighs> Dave, this is cruel and unusual punishment. Mm -hmm. We haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> you can handle it. The no. bracelet. I think, bracelet. Yeah. I think okay. it was Annie's. I think it was Annie's, yeah. Too. Okay. Yeah. We're piecing together the things that aren't said. I'm pretty sure the red shirt's dead. I'm not holding my breath to see Annie again. I said back in uh, season 11C that she was a fucking red shirt and was going to be yeah. dead. I guess they just waited until after the show. The reddest of red shirts. You basically put in an order and uh, the wheels of progress finally got to your order and made it happen for this show. <laughs> there was no urgency to find her. He seemed to know mm. right where she is. Plus the I got what I deserved mm -hmm. line. I, mm -hmm. I paid for what I yep. did. Essentially is what or he whatever, said. yeah, whatever it was. My guess is we're going to have a, a loop here and or a full circle type thing and the Croat beat her to death with a baseball bat or something and took yeah. his kid. That would be kind of poetic, wouldn't it? <sighs> And that would be wow. why he paid for it. We all assume that what Pearlie is saying was about Glenn and Maggie, but could it have been Negan and Annie that they were talking about? Well, what? except, no. except, why not? No, Pearlie was talking about what Negan did, not what right. was yeah, done but, to him. But who is Negan in, in this scenario? Is it the Croat? Because he's doing the whistle. He has a picture of Negan. Oh, uh, well, he could still matter. be doing the we are, we are Negan thing. Yes. Right. I'm and, thinking the Croat is the one who spread the story about Negan mm. you see beating, what I'm saying, Rachel? beating Glenn to death. The only reason why we think that is because just earlier we got the visual of that event happening in Maggie's nightmare, let's say, and Herschel being carried away. But what if the show was saying, no, 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 these are separate things. Maybe Negan is the one who was victimized. And then to top it all off, they blamed it on Negan. That's not the kind of thing he would even tell Maggie. He wouldn't say like, I know because I suffered the exact same thing you did. Because mm -mm. you wouldn't want to compare pain. Right. He wouldn't. No. He wouldn't want to. And so I, I mean, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they pinned it on Negan and that's why he's on the run but it was really the croat and the croat maybe works with the marshals or at least the magistrate and they pinned it on him and they said hey we can describe him soup to nuts we live with this guy for a couple of years i just picture the croat like in, dressed in the up accent? as like a bonnet like as a woman like i am negan <laughs> oh i'm maggie and he, and he killed wow. us <laughs> and he killed my my husband right in front of me my Buddhas were watching behind me. <laughs> you know, this tranquility disorder is... 
I'm stupid. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but here's the second question, and this might be a little exciting. Maybe this series might answer some of the question that we had. We made assumptions that maybe some of the saviors went to the Whisperer side. But what if the saviors that remained didn't all perish, except for Richie, Big Richie, we saw in season nine. But what if they all went to Manhattan? What if they said they went with the Croat and said, fuck it? So this is after they left the Whisperers? Because we know some of those saviors went with the Whisperers too. You know, it's technically uh, not canon too. I mean, it's just the actors the background actor, so... But it could answer this long-time question that in canon that we all had about this. Where did they go? What happened to them? There's the well, assumption that left. they died. I don't think they all went with him, but I think that maybe a portion. Enough. Yeah, and if and if he started all over again from Negan's crew and started taking in more people and maybe took on some of the runoff from the new Babylon Federation that didn't want to get on board and they're like, fuck this. This religious, theocratic, harsh, cruel and unusual punishment shit just for drinking or smoking or gambling or whoring. This is the new world order. Fuck that shit. Let's go. Let's go with the saviors. Let's take the other option. That could have been it. And then if you get enough numbers after how many years? 7,000 years that we're in the future? 15? I don't know at this point. 15 maybe? It's possible, 15. right? So in that amount of time, anything is possible. So Thomas says, I'm gonna, I just want to say this right now. Maybe the Croat is Annie. <laughs> anyway, <I'm Negan. laughs> uh, Shauna says, we are all Negan and we're not that we might not be that far off. Thomas says, Dave, sometimes a building on fire is just a building on fire. No, Tranquility Disordinance. Shauna says, except for me, he took, <laughs> he took out my favorite. I would shut his shit down. Maggie couldn't even need to do anything. Thomas says, we are all the Croat. Walking Dead Turtle says, if they went to the Whisperer's Alpha and Beta would have killed them on sight. That is not a bad observation, actually. Because do you think the saviors would have, in real life, like knowing the saviors, would they have copped on to the Whisperer's antics, ideally? They copped on the Negans. Yeah, I think it depends because there's the saviors that were like the soldiers and then there were the people that just lived in the sanctuary. True, true. So But I think natural selection would have weeded them out. <laughs> I could see a lot of the saviors, not the lieutenants, but just average people washing up because they just can't jive with these people. I mean, if you have survival instincts, you're going to do whatever it takes to survive. Well, let's just put that all, all that aside. Going back to the question, do you think this is the answer that we've been looking for all this time? That this is what happened to the saviors? No. Essentially, or the sanctuary <laughs> itself? No, I don't. No. I'm going to be is honest. Is it because no. of that? I mean, because like, of what we heard? maybe a couple, but no. Yeah, mm. no. Okay. Charity? Some went their own way. Some went to the Croats. Some went to the Whisperers. Some went and did their own thing. Some went some to dead. Commonwealth. I mean, who knows? <laughs> some went to fucking CRM. Some went to Campus Colony. I don't I don't know. Some went down to fear, hung out in Texas a while. And maybe the worst of the worst went to Manhattan and established this new savior's order. It's possible. And if the show goes this in this direction, it might be, well, exactly what Maggie says. It, this is the sort of thing that you can't put to bed. This sort of thing, because it's beyond you. You did something in front of a bunch of people. Some of the sages in, in Judaism had mentioned something about, well, when you speak ill of somebody, it's like taking a, a feather pillow and tearing it up in a town square. And there's winds that are blowing the feathers around everywhere. Well, it's not about the thing that you said that that pertains to them. You can always try to apologize to that person, but you can't take back everybody else who heard you speak ill about that person. Apologies don't spread nearly as quickly as the insults. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. And it's in the memory of a bunch of people, not just the victims, but the people around who enabled that act. And so it's in their memory as well. It's this monster and yeah. legend that persists beyond you. So you you can't take it back. It isn't something that you can easily put to bed. It's the nightmare of everybody in this world now. It's just something to think about that, that maybe this horror from just a, a select few 
few of savers that, that went off and maybe felt betrayed by Negan for getting captured. And so where's our leader? And so the Croat stepped up in a power vacuum and said, hey, let's fucking, let's do our thing. So, and I don't know if you noticed, but he has his ear burned off too, similar to like yeah. White. I'm pretty sure ask, Negan ironed him. Negan did that? Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Particularly harsh psycho. That's <laughs> what he said, something like that. Yeah, Mitchell says, when the Croat said, you're going to like it here to Herschel, I was like, no, stay away from him. He sounded creepy and that that was just kind of some kind some kind of perv. Ah, what did you think about that line? You're gonna like it here, Herschel. <laughs> I sound like Billy he was Crystal. Being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, what was that? You know what? That makes sense, Dave, because whoever was crawling on the rooftop looked very much like Billy Crystal's wife in the Princess Bride. Right. That's all I can Yeah, I gotta love it here. They do a good crispy bagel. It's Carol Kane. <laughs> it's Carol Kane, right. Carol Kane, yeah. Uh-huh. What I think he meant was he knows that Herschel's parents were both badasses, and if he can turn Herschel to his side, then he's got a hell of a warrior. So a genetic if badass. he can figure out some way to get Herschel onto his side, or at least to become one of his people, I'll give you the run of the place. I'll let you do what you want. Kind of like Dwight, right? He can be his Dwight, be his second hand, you know, something like that. Or the Herschel from the comic books in this own version of that, maybe. I I don't want to believe it. That's 100% true. I think Rachel's face says she doesn't want to believe it. Shauna says, out of the four of you, who would still be around and which group did you join? Oh, I'm a child. That's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a gro- I'm a groaner. I go back to my Jersey roots. <laughs> That's the group I'll join. I went and found Dr. Everett and started doing some like scientific research out in the thing. But then when they dug the trench, I made sure I was on the human side, not on the <laughs> side. walker side. Right. Or the savage side. I'm hanging out like a university or something, reading some books <laughs> I'm on the other side of the trench uh, Sean says what if Maggie's lure- luring Negan as a deal to the Croat which is something I wrote in my notes that her initial thing yeah she's in such a crazy state yeah, that she was gonna trade Negan and I think mm-hmm. Negan knows it okay too yeah I think so too that's why he's asking for the reassurance that she'll take care of Jenny personally Jenny yeah. yes Jenny can we take just a minute just a minute I and just, acknowledge yeah. that name <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs> When Armstrong has her pinned down, she's so like frantic as one would be. She says like, I need him. Mm-hmm. That has more. There's more to that. Yeah. Thank I, you. I firmly yeah. am convinced that it's. I hadn't considered it, but now that you said it, yeah, that sounds mm-hmm. very, very plausible. Yeah. yeah. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, hold on. Now we have to qualify because I thought you meant Herschel, but you meant Negan, right? Right. But what do you, right. what do you think that means? To trade. She needs Negan to trade for her. <laughs> <laughs> What? what? Oh, no. Nobody's talking oh, about Charity's fan uh, theory. No. 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 I mean, we have to say it once, no, right? No, 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 no. We really don't. He's talking about your hashtag hate Oh my thing. God. I need him. Uh, I need. No, that would be gross. Don't bring your kid into the hate bang. <laughs> No, I meant Negan. Come on, man. He says I need I need him to save my I son. I need Negan. Anyway, out of context reaction, obviously, but I I mean, look, I like to joke about the hate bang. I don't think it's gonna happen. I've honestly would I like it just because I want to watch everybody lose their shit over it? Yes. But do I think it's gonna happen? No. Oh, the tweets that would occur. <laughs> honestly, I know. I just want I want to watch the fandom like, like the just implode on itself when it happens but <laughs> i would burn my own ear off <laughs> just to not I hear would it disappear from social media for like a month Rachel, where are you where, i would be you're gone. not on Discord. sometimes sometimes a girl got needs you know what i'm saying and you could you could do worse you know what i mean yeah mm, i don't think she could 
Yikes. I will say one thing. <laughs> I don't think she could. Somebody, and I think it was Eli Journey, said the Croat would be better than they me. have chemistry. They do. They have great chemistry. I'm they sorry. Do. They have great chemistry. I'm not pulling the anything out of Jeffrey, my ass. Yes. In season eleven, they had some serious sparks. I was not the only one that noticed it. Do yeah. I ever no. think it's really going to happen? No. And that's the thing. Like after watching this episode, like okay, of course it's it doesn't feel appropriate. It doesn't feel right. And we're just taking a break from the honest to goodness seriousness of this episode. The intensity of this I episode. mean, it could be like a Sam and Diane situation where it's like, I hate you, slap. I hate you, slap. And then they just... <laughs> Isn't that the very definition? <sighs> anyway, but going back to that scene, though, and again, I have to go back to it. The idea of who the good guy and the bad guy is, she pleads with him. She's obviously at a disadvantage. She pleads with him, she says, to Pearlie Armstrong. He's, she says, it's my son. They have my son, and I need him for essentially for my son. And then there's this weird pause. He pauses, and then he just continues to try to strangle her with his rifle. As if, I don't care. I don't care. We claim to be the moral authority, but I just don't care. You're aiding and abetting. Or if she's such a piece of shit that she's breaking bones everywhere she goes and leaving a trail of destruction behind her, what kind of kid is she going to have? Right. Cares if she save your kid or not? It's a belief in moral absolutes. It's black and white to him. There is no gray. Just war theory. That's what it is. It, it's, it's exactly what he says to Jano when they leave the bar. He says, it's not like I wanted to do this, but we have to do this. It's not, I don't get enjoyment out of this. This is what we have to do. Because if we don't do this, the stability of the tree-lined streets of New Babylon, capital city, I think that's what it's called, New Babylon City or something. Anyway, all of that ends up collapsing. That's why he feels he has to do this. All this order that we built over the course of years just starts collapsing because people want to do exactly what they've been enabled to do all these years, 15 years, whatever it is, in the apocalypse. And that's me trying to sympathize with him. But otherwise, I'm just comfortably sitting here judging this man for what he's doing. He shoots the junior marshal, Jano. It does look like it pains him, but he almost looks as though he's blaming Negan for having done it. So I, I have mixed feelings. I have totally mixed fe feelings about this guy. Lois said, I heard Stephen Ogg was coming to the show, true or false. I don't think so. What do you guys think? Unless it's a flashback of some kind? It would have to be a flashback. Heard, he's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this isn't fear. <laughs> no, but what I mean is a new <laughs> He's <got> a twin. <laughs> well, like I mean like a newly filmed scene, like a retroactively filmed yeah. scene or something yeah. like that. That's that's what I meant. I do love him, so I would not be opposed to it, but I yeah, I would be down for that. They'd have to retcon the Croat. The Croat, right? yeah. And in a competition, who do you root for, Simon or the Croat so far? If you had to compare Personally, crazy. Simon. Right? Who would I follow or who's a better what do you mean? If you had a choice what, and you what, were a saver, who who would you follow first, the Croat or Simon? Oh. Right? It's oh, a tough man. it's a tough question. Simon. He's I don't know much more charismatic. We haven't seen enough of the Croat to decide. Yeah, I would that. I, I might follow I the Croat over Simon because he seems like he has better planning. Simon was all about killing everybody. Simon had a temper. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Something to think about though. <laughs> but we don't know enough about the Croat. He might have an even shorter fuse. We don't know. Thomas is hate banging episode two. Obviously lying. Emily says <laughs> I would denounce myself from the fandom. She's the hate bang. Okay. the hate bang. Yeah. Shauna says I would not be okay with Negan and Maggie XXX. <laughs> I, I don't know. There's no limit to what I would probably watch. Anyway, Mario says, if that happens, I wouldn't blame Herschel going Croats group. Okay. <laughs> that would do it, to say the least. Emily says, I feel like anyone who claims to be the moral authority is never the moral authority. 100%. Mm -hmm. Thomas says, quote, I'm not going to kill you, Sheriff, because you're a husband and father, and Negan just asked me how many husbands and fathers I've killed. <laughs> And I don't want to add to the list, so I'm going to run. That was the, that was the monologue we missed. That's if Did, if it was fear. That was, yeah, if this was a fear episode, that would gotcha. have been her monologue. Gotcha. Right. In that moment. 
where he let him go. Yep. Gotcha. And Megan just asked me how many. Perfect. Perfect. And I, that's, the, that's the scene he was talking to me about. That's how fear would have done it. In, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Shauna says, Lois May, maybe Tales of the Walking Dead. You know, that would be cool. Seeing a Simon one-off. I would love that. He was oh. a meter maid or a U.S. Postal Service worker. A meter maid. <laughs> in a past yes. life. That's my theory. Just very drudging fuck you work. And <laughs> Oh, hey, sweets. Oh, yeah, wow. Hey, okay. Sweet. Hey, what's up, Monica, Steven? They say, hey, y'all, much love from me and Mrs. Sweet. Y'all talking about the saviors? Those guys, yeah. And you're yep, those guys. Will we see you with the Croat, <laughs> Steven? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you are? He signed an NDA. You wouldn't you be able to tell us you if you could. can't talk about it. I mean, I mean he could say that he's there. I mean, that he's... <laughs> he was in Tales, if you guys remember. You could watch the episode, <gasps> Devon. Got a good feature, too. Walking Dead Channel says, I sure as hell wouldn't join Simon. That's exactly Ooh. right. I'd rather join somebody that was a little bit more organized and less bloodthirsty. <laughs> Waited a little bit. I guess Steven says definitely lol. Oh, okay. I'm going to keep your eye on you. <laughs> I remember that guy. He was straight. Okay. There's a sign as they're walking in the beginning next to the trap that says Dawn Lincoln Center. Come kill with us. Do you think that's mm-hmm. that we will see what that I means later on? Away with you? <laughs> It's a bulletin board, isn't it, though? Something that remi- made me think of um, Asheron, Acheron Part 1 and Part 2 when oh, okay. Daryl was down in the subway. Mm-hmm. And he saw the mural? Mm-hmm. It reminded me of The Warriors. <laughs> the movie The Warriors? Which, the saviors have always reminded me of The Warriors. The, like, whistle, you know? Mm-hmm. Warriors! I don't know, something, <laughs> it's like something about the dissonance in it. That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. But in relation to this universe, do you think it means something? Do you think it means that somebody's trying to say to somebody else, yeah, meet me here. We're going to start killing maybe to make money. Do you think we might see what that means later on? I think I don't think this is one of those things that it's not for nothing. Oh, I think it's okay if it's for nothing. Yeah, okay. I'm okay with that too. I feel like there's a lot of things that, that are not for nothing about this series. Can somebody explain the trap to me? Because yeah, I did I not see how Negan yeah, dude. figured I out that know. was a trap because of the water <laughs> bubbling. Because of the I, bubbling. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't. I was like, what? And the, the sidewalk was wet. I mean, I saw like a big thing that looked like a net that might like snatch them up or something. And then some pots that would make noise. That part was a clear sign that it was a, a yeah. trap. But right. the water bubbling is what caught his eye. The only right. thing I could think is that the water bubbling meant that there was airflow underneath that. And so that would tell you that there was a hole there. But there are holes everywhere. Because there's a, sewer a subway system. system. Exactly. And a sewer system. I get it. I think if it had been done in any other setting, it would have been fine. But because it was New York City, it was like a little bit convoluted. Although. That's just my opinion. Maybe there is more to it, though. Maybe I'm Did dumb. the water stain look like a shape to you? Because it looked like, like a jumping animal, like a, a jumping squirrel or something to me. Like when they showed the overhead shot of the water stain on the ground. Hmm, maybe it wasn't for for people, but maybe for animals. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, Rather than? I, I have no idea. I'm just saying this is what it looked like to me. I don't know if it means anything. But regardless, maybe this is one of those things Negan knows about because he knows he's in the same. <laughs> okay, Thomas says Ordinus Air Bubbles. <laughs> Incorrect. It's, it's Tranquilus' Ordinus. Say it right. And here's one of their principles. So, obviously, I'm half willing to say that it, he knows about it because he is a savior and maybe that's one of his style of traps or maybe it's something that they would typically do out there in wherever they were Virginia whatnot maybe that's why he knows about it wouldn't that make sense once it was pointed out didn't it look super up? hold on a minute Bridget <laughs> writes ha 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 after having laughed in the chat what is wrong with you ha 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 ha, ha. also it's jiff why would 
I guess she's on my side now. Yeah. I really wanted to sell Slander. that I really found it funny. I see. I see. <laughs> Rachel, as far as what you said, maybe it's because it's dark out in the city. People just walking along wouldn't notice I mean, the pots and pans and stuff attention. hanging. Right, right, right. Well, like, if once Megan it was had pointed noticed, out, right, like, right. After you saw it, you'd but, be like, oh, duh. <laughs> Is it a walker trap? Because wouldn't walkers be way more likely to walk into it than a person? But here's why I think it's for people is because of the pots and pans. The pots and pans are to draw walkers. Also, it's hidden and the walkers would just walk into it. (laughs) Like it didn't have to be hidden. Right. I mean, (laughs) the pots and pans go off and so then other walkers don't need to go in. The walkers will know. I mean, unless they're variants and they're like, like, get up there and they're like, Walkers. No, like they're like variant walking around it. <laughs> the walkers go around the trap. <laughs> they're like, oh, you almost got us. Oh my god, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a perceptive variant. <laughs> you fooled me once. <laughs> you fooled me twice. I got that guy. They speak Croatian. Like, oh, it's a I Croatian variant. Snatched up last week. <laughs> Is the subway system still extant since they bombed all the tunnels and everything? In like, the title sequence, there's a derailed subway. I mean, yeah, down. I mean, I saw that, but that doesn't mean that we're gonna <laughs> see that, right? There's many rails too. Sure, I can see that. I want to talk about the, the raining walkers because I think that was the coolest part of the episode. Oh, when they were making noise down the street, it's a raining and walkers, the, and the walkers were just fall, walking off the roofs and out of windows and mm-hmm. shit. That was awesome. Absolutely. And he's just like, no, it's raining walkers now. We're not walkers are falling in the sky it was cool but do you have a theory about what was happening they were making noise down on the street and so the any walkers that were like in apartments or on roofs or whatever were walking were towards the sound and they were i don't falling feel like they were roads. that loud dude lights out in new york city dummy knocked over that trash can lid yeah jano that was it then he tripped and <laughs> fell too and he tripped over that metal post too i had thought that croats people saviors whoever they are were okay. pushing them well like corralling them in that direction takira just said i swear it seemed like yeah. someone was tossing those walkers. I got that impression as well. I would, I felt like somebody was leading them. I, it, it sounds much sadder to me to think that it wasn't because what the crowd says to Herschel at the end was that New York City was at the epicenter and what they decided to do right away was immediately bomb yeah. the bridges and tunnels. So what happened yep. to the people? Yes, of course, at the end of the day, they galvanized. But in the meantime, the herd mm. that's walking around Manhattan perpetually, the people that were trapped and trying to hole up in buildings that you can see from the distance have holes in them, but the top. Mm and on the sides and are burnt out. Mm. And as walkers bang on them, because you're like, well, why wouldn't they all have already fallen out of the windows? Well, they have to bang against the windows. And after years of banging against the windows when they hear noises, eventually some of them break. And if you've got millions and millions of people in tall buildings, whenever they hear noises, they bang on the windows. Eventually they're going to start crumbling and falling out of the windows. Yeah, and you have to keep in mind yeah. that in this city, these buildings are semi-continuously maintained. You have people constantly on the outside refabbing structures. You have buildings that are of a certain height that need constant maintenance on the windows themselves because the, these enough. buildings sway in the wind at a certain height. Yeah. Mm. I've felt it and it's fucking freaky. It's so, so freaky. Mm-hmm. Another reason I had kind of thought that and I could be completely wrong, but this is what I heard. This is how I interpret it. When they're all huddled in that little scaffolding know, in front of those doors. No, no, no. no oh, the, before okay. the scaffolding. Right. Yeah, they're the like hanging out in that doorway. Yes, the Demonico. They're standing there. Even the captions say noise, some kind of noise. To me, it 
it sounded like an elevator or something like somebody was lowering down these walkers and then like release them into this room and then they showed up at that window it's the hang time delmonico's is a restaurant and it sounded to me like they were walking like through pot banging pots and pans and stuff coming through the restaurant to get to the door yeah and then they banged up against the door because yep. okay. it was clangy 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 is what it, it sounded was like, like metal was. sounds I heard yeah. elevator. That was kitchen sound <laughs> to me. Yeah. Classic Foley. Come on. <laughs> I didn't notice it at first, but the second watch I was watching on a much larger television and they were cracking the window. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. At, at the end before yeah. they fled. Right. One thing that Elijah Renee made mention of, this was not at the in the episode Insider, but it was in a previous interview. Pay attention to what they're wearing, too. Some the of the dress is not typical. Yeah. What does that mean? Suits and ties, blazers, fancy dresses, things like That's that. That's typical? In New York City, yeah. People would dress like that all the time in Manhattan. But see, there, Manhattan, the, the population grows during office work hours. So I'm guessing most of the people who would be wearing suits and ties and fancy dresses and whatnot would be leaving Manhattan at the end of the workday and going home. So most of them were at home. That's why there's not oh. 8 million dead people in Manhattan because most of the people went home to their homes outside of Manhattan before the bridges and shit they? got blown. That's the question. It could they? have been midday. That's wild. I didn't even think about that. And imagine if you're in the blast radius and you, you mm -hmm. die instantly. You get up and you're in your work clothes, undead, walking around in Delmonico's, <laughs> clanking pots and pans, apparently. <laughs> in your fancy outfits. I loved the scene where they first came on to the New York City streets. You guys remember how like when we're talking about Walking Dead favorite episodes. I said that the first episode is one of my all-time favorites because of the emptiness, the quiet. It's really ominous. And 28 days later, beginning of that movie for the same reason, it gave that. And I was so excited because I wasn't expecting it, especially from the title sequence. They do like the pullback shot on the intersection and it's filled with walkers, much like the Atlanta aerial shots that we got in the second episode of with the first chaos. season yeah. of The Walking Dead. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting like how ominous that was it was it was really cool yeah i do want to go back to the just the subway scene in the title sequence there's something i liked about that a lot it showed a sort of passage of time it shows the subway tunnel and above it the street had crumbled above it there's a hole in it and in that hole snow had come in it's showing winter in new york city post the bombing let's say and there was just something so almost uh i don't know if it was cloverfield or i don't know but like the idea that time had passed winter was falling this is the remnants of new york city and just like the idea of snow and light coming into the subway tunnel from above and into this wreckage and stuff. I, there was something so cool about that, that we were inhabiting or having this feeling or mood about the city over time, how a city that was bustling millions upon millions of people every day going through the subway tunnels, going to work, from work, to work, home, and now it's empty and now it's derailed. We've talked about that before. We talked about that with Last of Us, with the overgrown scenery. We've talked about that in Walking Dead, Chernobyl. Right, and right, right. the Wizard of Oz park that was in the mountains of North Carolina. Right, that has right. now been redone. The old Disney parks <laughs> that are overrun that are, have just been like abandoned, like Frontierland and stuff. Those ones were abandoned and so they like overgrew in it. There's just something really spooky about seeing man's effect on Earth returning to nature. For me, that's home. And so that's weird. That's what it is for me. And I know you're reading Thomas saying, good Lord, Dave is going back to the beginning of the episode. That's what we do, no, Thomas. No, he said, trust me, you've talked about everything. <laughs> You know what the irony of that is? That statement is, <laughs> you're still here. You just, you just want to see the dumb shit. I know, I love I'm... it. He's like, this episode is so long. Oh, just God. He's still going. Time. You're still here. There's something I'm doing. Or I the bridge. You know it. what it is? No, he knows. I, you know what it is, Morgan. You know what, you it, know is. what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
it, but that was better. He's, okay. he's trying to. He's, he's, he's waiting. He's trying to get you to laugh again to, to laugh at his jokes. His fucking jokes. He's like, how much? How much gold can I squeeze into this podcast ordinance? <laughs> He's got real suckers with uh, me and Rachel here. Yeah, exactly. Just, I'm trying to keep everyone else entertained. While well, Takira we dies like laughing. Laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see you typing it, though. In the atlas that Maggie drops out of the truck when she <laughs> kicks that guy in the face and drives off. Mm. When Pearlie picks it up and he's looking at it, it highlights Macon. Macon, Georgia. Georgia, which A, I, I did not know this for myself. I heard somebody else say it, is where the Telltale Games take place in season one in Macon, cool. Georgia. And it's mm. also the approximate location of Terminus. Oh, okay. Ooh. Wow. I knew that was significant for some reason, but I'm like, I didn't even write in my notes. I'm like, is there something to this shit? I wrote something about <laughs> Jano being Randall in this scenario. What? Oh, not another Randall. He's literally proposing the same scenario as Rick and the rest of the crew did when it came to Randall. Like, okay, but if he goes, then he'll tell everybody about the farm. And same thing with Jano. That was the start of me trying to figure out like, oh, wait, is Maggie the good guy? Is Negan the good guy? Who's the bad guy here? Because when that proposal came about Randall in The Walking Dead, I was very torn. There's that more part of you that's like okay he's not a threat maybe he won't tell and then he shows up on Ms. Maisel several years later the actor (laughs) I don't know I just (laughs) felt like going there for a sec it's easy to forget that that's that was the guy (laughs) anyway mini John Bernthal (laughs) I loved all of the bodies in the water as they're taking the Mm. boat through and he was like it's a short swim back to the shore but yeah but you got to swim through fucking dead dead uh, bloated floating walkers it was like titanic if sunk in florida or something <laughs> like in warm waters they would just, 100 they would just blow instead of frozen together <laughs> can you imagine it made me just think like you're gonna get typhoid that's like all i can think <laughs> is like you're for sure getting typhoid on this ride over <laughs> you thought the water around new york was dirty now i mean you thought the east river was bad now <laughs> The Hudson. Terrible. Oh, so what is the state of Hilltop? She mentions that you burned it down, asshole. But it sounds like... That was like so confusing. That was so confusing. That's kind of why I wanted to bring that up. Yeah. I went and looked back online. I was like, wait, I thought she rebuilt Hilltop. Because she did. Because Daryl shows up there as a Commonwealth soldier. Right. Very confusing. I don't know if it was just like a jab at like, you did do this at one point. Because he did burn it down. I'm sure it was never to the same quality or whatever but the commonwealth did take it over at one point i don't i don't know it was very confusing it was Mm -hmm. rebuilt so i don't know why that was what she said so do you think that part of the reason why they relocated was due to the croat attack that they did breach the walls of new hilltop in the same location but new hilltop (laughs) that's what i was wondering yeah that's kind of maybe but i can't see maggie waiting very long to go after herschel and i can't see her also leaving everybody to set up a new place after just moving and then send a kid there with no protection or anything i could see her being like because the croat ruined it that's on you negan oh okay yeah what are the odds that like the croat also burned it down (laughs) right and virginia is a long way for the croat to reach right yeah Yeah. that's a pretty long way for him to go so i think it was more she moved because maybe they just couldn't make it viable again i mean maybe that too many things went wrong that's what takira just said i think they attempted to rebuild it but after the whispers and then being burned down they 
couldn't grow crops well. They just ran it down too much. It's not worth rebuilding. Plus, there's not super great memories there either, you know? Move somewhere else, start over again. And Barrington House was done. Torched, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe they wanted to be a little closer to the Commonwealth because the Commonwealth is north of Virginia, right? Northwest of Virginia. Yeah. So maybe they're somewhere yeah. in between the Commonwealth and New Babylon. They rebuilt there because it, what, what was left around Hilltop at Alexandria. Which, to use the same logic that we applied to Fear the Walking Dead, that was the only part that felt like fast travel, at least to me. Maybe the only reason why they did that, just to give a little bit of cover for that, because it was a little confusing. You weren't sure where you were. Oh, is this Hilltop? Is this New Hilltop? Where are we? How fast did we get here? Oh, I thought the opposite, Dave. I was like, oh, thank God they showed the passing of time by being in a vehicle. So now I know that they've driven a ways. That to me was actually better than what we've been doing. Well, they with. actually they showed daytime and then it right. was nighttime. Right. And yeah. then it was daytime again. It wasn't just yeah. daytime and then daytime two weeks later or where, however much later it was. <laughs> the only thing is that like I didn't know where we were. Are we on the way to... We don't know where New Babylon is, but I was just like, well, maybe I'll find out. I was just chalking it up to like, maybe that'll be explained later. Or maybe that's the point. It's purposeful that we don't know where it is. Maybe that's there's a mystique about it. I, that is yeah. the only thing I could think of. Obviously somewhere adjacent to Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> but is it though? Is it obvious? Shauna says that the reason Maggie said that about Negan was because she was convincing herself of how bad he was to do this trade. She's trying to remind herself, this is the guy that killed my husband. This is the guy that wrecked my home. This is the guy who's taken everything from me. And so ergo, she can justify what she's doing. The yeah. closing of the back window, trying to block herself from seeing all these bits and displays of humanity from Negan, for mm-hmm. knowing that she's going to trade him in. Yeah, in. thank you, right. Shauna. That's good a point. Really good call. Negan even makes a point of saying, "I thought we put this shit to bed." Right. Clearly, but, you woke it the back fuck back up. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of goes to something that Fear the Walking Dead has been doing, same as Madison. Let's just compare Negan to Madison. What are you living for? In, <laughs> yes, no, in a sense, <laughs> these are ghosts that had their family. Let's say Annie is dead and her child. These are ghosts that are roaming the earth. What is the point of them? And, you know, Negan does find purpose in Ginny, but I can see a world in where Negan says, well, this is a greater purpose. I know this person and her son, and I am responsible for her husband's death, and I know it, and I've expressed my heartfeltness about that a couple of times, at least, to her face, and once behind the scenes, which really got her. And you do see this also in the end, like near the end of season 11. He gives his life for Annie and everybody else. He steps up and tries to be the hero, then Zeke comes in, gets his back. So you see that he's capable of doing this self-sacrificial shit for the sake of everybody. So, of course, it follows that he would do the same here, too. She's in a bad state. I'm just going to do this. There's no point in me living now. Everything that I fought for is actually has been taken away from me. So this is the thing. Maybe if I get close enough, I really can be a hero and take this fucking douchebag out, too, even if it takes me out at the same time. Maybe I can rid the world of the crow out at the same time and really be the hero. And here's the thing. All the while, you have the marshals running around and you're wondering who is worse. Even if you do take out the crow out, that clears the way for, for these fuckers, these crazy, psychotic, just war theory fuckers to take over Manhattan and make things a whole lot worse. Who do you root for? Who is the good guy? Who is the bad guy? I love it. I, but also, damn, this is tense. <laughs> Thomas has lots of edited podcasts is for Davis. <laughs> Takira says, apparently Commonwealth is in Ohio. She says, I feel like it's either Jersey or Delaware. Oh, the new hilltop, maybe PA. That's kind of what I was thinking, but I again, it's really hard to tell. Mario says, not in PA for sure. Is that because of the Rick Grimes theory? The city in the distance summit? Anyway, mm-hmm. Emily says, I love for them to actually explore this instead of flip-flopping. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I'm bad all the time. Maybe then I actually believe him. You know, absolutely fair. But I like the fact that we have all these little external forces pushing 
against both of these characters because we don't know where they're gonna where they're gonna go and we don't know if it's as simple as taking out the croat and bringing home herschel because of these marshals because of the world around them we haven't met all the other outside forces that they're going to encounter along the way include this crazy lady which does anybody have anything to say about this wife from the princess bride cocaine thomas referred to her as the lady with beetlejuice hair. <laughs> <laughs> that was like some video game looking shit though right when they're the going around on the, on the the edge. well and all you can see is the the little bit like say you're playing a video game and you're in a dark room and all you have is a flashlight and all you can see is the little bit that you can light up with the flashlight and then all of a sudden somebody's right there right <laughs> but like right there all of a sudden there's somebody right there and then she blew out the match i was like oh, that was good out. that, that was, was crazy i don't think she's gonna be bad though no i don't think she's bad i, th- I think she's mm-hmm. gonna like help them through the city or some shit like that but mm-hmm. it, just the way they introduced her was it was spooky and cool and she can obviously navigate the buildings because first we saw her on the rooftop and now we see her down yeah when she was watching them when the bodies were falling mm-hmm. when they were running away from all mm-hmm. the falling bodies so we know she can w- make her way through a building like nobody's business it's very much like escape from new york the people in the movie escape from new york that lived through the nerve gas that was released because that's the premise it's not in the movie it's in the novelization there's like more detail on why the people in new york city are so nuts the people that are there who lived through all of this are gonna be nuts (laughs) well and we get a taste of that in like the pharaohs they're gonna be like super crazy like Mm. how would you have dealt with that like everyone around you died you're trapped on an island and the government put you there and they're like bye well yeah they they trapped you there (laughs) yeah see ya Figure Good luck. Out, but the city galvanizes yeah. you. I don't know, maybe. Maybe after many, many years, let's say. So maybe she'll be like Cabby from Escape from New York, who's a well-loved character. <laughs> we should mention also that the guy that the crowd had that escaped, it seems as though these guys are do- pulling the same shtick that they did on Maggie on this guy too. They're trying to find out more about his community. That was the reason why they had him. He was torturing him for more information about his community so that they can get more goods on them, so they can convince them to give him half their shit. We're getting more information by way of visuals and by way of situations rather than, as Thomas would say, monologue. It gives you some more information about who these people are and that they are running in some way, maybe most of the way the Saviors used to operate. I'm really curious to see this more grand operation and version of the Saviors. I don't know about you. And how this ghost continues to persist. This terror that of the Saviors continues to persist under a psychopath. He's gonna be like Morgan and break the cycle. I gotta break the cycle. <laughs> First he's like Madison and now he's like Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Get fear out of my head. What is happening? <laughs> no. That's all I think about. <laughs> Tahira says, I only feel like she may have moved to Hilltop to PA because it's closer to the Commonwealth. Ah, uh, fair. Mm. Thomas says, but first, hey, bang. <laughs> How does this podcast continue per- to persist? Because, because of listeners like here, you, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, that's why. Truly, I'm being serious. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Shauna says, Morgan clears Manhattan. Sounds like a messed up little, <laughs> little golden book. <laughs> it does. It's the like Muppet, Muppets. Muppets take Manhattan. <laughs> da, 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 da. All I see is rain. <laughs> I'm gonna clear my hat from the voices in my head. And, that's and Thomas, that's why you watch it, watch this podcast. Thank you very much. And if you like what you've heard, <laughs> and if you like what you've heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com. And if you haven't, be like, be is, like Statler and Waldorf. stars and an eggplant to tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Remember to tell, tell us what we missed. Every- <laughs> You're stepping on my lap. <laughs> But remember to tell us after each and every episode. Mar- where am I? Where am I? Marlison. Mar- oh. Who's doing the outro? 
Hey, Logan Stokes, 10 out of 10. Thank you very much. I know you're talking about Dead City. <laughs> no, he's talking about your your Muppet song. Oh, it was Thank great. you very much. Uh, you know, we're going to have to take that out of the it. podcast, and then we're going to have to crit, put music behind it. And Cease now. and desist, Dave. Don't get, get dinged. Oh, we're going to get a don't ding. Get <laughs> we're going to get a copy. Not a copyright strike. Only if strike. you put music to it. Only if you put music to it. Yeah, no I'll, music I'll compose the music. I'll, I'll do like synthesize. Okay. Yeah, change, the key, change the key. I'll change, change the key, the key too. And you'll yeah. be good. I'll yeah. change the pace too. There you go. Slow oh, it down. Make it all like creepy. Was <laughs> 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 like with a bass line. <laughs> now it's like a Ooh. sexy clearing. Ooh, yeah. funky. I like I it. like that. Yeah. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com <laughs> slash squawking dead. Five stars in a big old eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. But tell us what you liked. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us if you like big eggplants. But remember (laughs) to tell us after every episode. And if you really like what you've heard, really, this is the end, guys. We're we're doing the outro. Thank God. And you really (laughs) want to follow us and show up to to our recording sessions. Well, they go much like this. They go go much like this. Except except we're not like edited for television. So we we do tend to go a little off the rails. This was edited for television. No, when we're usually <laughs> recording, it gets worse. It, it, believe me, it gets worse when we're behind. We're not doing a live stream. <laughs> so much gets cut out. I can't even tell you. Who wants to sing Thomas's suggestion, Marvin Gaye's sexual clearing? <laughs> no. Maybe. Maybe we'll make it. Maybe. Well, no, we'll sell it in the coffee shop. I'll write Maybe. the lyrics. <laughs> It'll be like the parting glass. It's just all of us singing it. I love it. You know what I really love? Everyone's like, God, let's just go already. And like, and they're like, We're still going. Let's just still going. Exactly. But if you really like what you've heard, <laughs> make sure to follow us He's on so either cool. ko-fi.com slash squawking dead Bridget or patreon.com slash squawking dead. It's the only place where we <laughs> post our recording schedules. We don't post our recording sessions on social media. Consider following us there for free. Attending these recording sessions are also free. But if you do like what we're doing, you could do this on stream too. And your message will show up just like Lois's was today is you could tip us on Kofi and receive 30 days of supportive back content there. Or you can join a membership tier and that will also show up on stream for just as little as a dollar. And you'll get all these benefits in perpetuity, the unedited episodes, the discord access. So you can chat with us between episodes as we develop new cool things and show you cool logo art that I just created up here on the screen right now. I don't see it. But you can't see it, but it's fine. You know, it's there. (laughs) It's like God, Tranquilitas Ordinus. And uh, (laughs) yeah, you can... The irony is I am doing podcastic podcastic as ordinance right now. I'm establishing a moral framework whereby I torture my compatriots. This podcast. I'd like to die again, please. Thanks. You you know, it is all about the resurrection. So (laughs) again, consider joining a membership tier is uh, (laughs) as little as a dollar. You can have these benefits in perpetuity. And as always, the whispers and survivors tier members get credits at the end of this episode. Starting with the survivors tier members, it is at real Ryan GM on Twitter at Elisa Jones 71 on Instagram or at Jones AJ six on Twitter and Linda Peck Athens, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Fan Art Lindy. And also the Whispers tier members, you've got at Judith.Morton on Instagram, at Voorhees, and at Tyler Philip Cox on Instagram and Twitter. You've got at Sandy.D.Morrison on Facebook, as well as 
Takira, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Connie Dixon, the number four L-Y-F-E. Connie Dixon for life. I've been your host, David Cameo, the podcasticus ordinance person. And you were joined also by Cosmom09 Rachel Burt, Sharon D, aka Blazy Gardner, and Bridget. ko-fi.com slash punky brewster. That's P-U-N-K-Y-B-R-U-I-S-E-T-E-R, which is also her Twitter handle. Or was it her Instagram? Finally, my Twitter handle. <laughs> exactly. She just changed her Twitter handle. And you can find her, I think, yet on punky.brewster on Instagram. I didn't do it yet. She'll get there. No, see, now I have to because someone else, Thomas will take it otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's what she thinks of you. Attack her. She's down here. <laughs> Damn it, Dave. <laughs> well, again, that's why I say her Kofi page because you can follow all her all her accounts there. Even if she changes it, it'll change for you when you follow her. And you should be following her because she does cool things or she she will. She just did a recording I do session. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I did something Sorry, cool. I forgot to shout out Aiden Atkin, who you can reach at ko-fi.com slash Aiden Atkin. Whispers to your member. Aiden. Fine, I'm officially punky.brewster on Instagram. Boom, shakalaka. Consolidated all of my branding. I sincerely hope that you, like the rest of us and the p- folks in the chat who were here with us, enjoyed the first seminal episode of The Walking Dead Dead City. And I can't wait to record with all of you again next week. So until then, we are Squawking Dead. Good night, everybody. Good night. You know what? No one said that is some ugly mustard about this cup. Too soon. Too soon. soon. God. (laughs) Some bullshit right there. Good night. (laughs)